Hey, y'all. Hey there. It is Dan Sally, host of YDHTY, and it is the morning of December 30th in the final hours of 2021. And I wanted to send along a short message wishing you a happy new year and thanking you for listening, whether you've been listening the last two and a half years, last year, last month, or whether this is your first episode. I don't care. Thank you for listening. It's a lot more fun with you here. Um, also wanted to give you some insight into where the podcast is headed in 2022. Uh, I think if, you're, if you've been listening to this for a while, you know that really my goals when I started this were, number one, to address the crisis of hyperpartisanship and polarization in this country that's only gotten worse. And number two was to give other folks like myself who feel alienated by both parties and don't feel like they're spoken to by conventional media that really tends to deliver things in left versus right, Republican versus Democrat talking points, a home. And I hope I've delivered that to you all. I think if you've listened to this podcast for a while, you know that I think this decade is one of the most significant decades in American history. It is the closing parenthesis in an era that started at the end of World War II. And if you take a close look at American history, around 75 years or so, everything falls apart. You know, so there's like 75 years between the American Revolution and the Civil War, 75 years between the end of the Civil War and the Great Depression. And if you take 1945, end of World War II and tack on another 75 years, you land right smack dab in the middle of everybody's favorite year, 2020. And what I've observed in the events that have unfolded over the last year or so is that a lot of wheels that were put into motion at the end of World War II are really starting to come to a head. A couple big things. Uh, first and foremost is the issue of debt or the issue of, of U.S. economic prowess. Um, at the end of World War II, this country owned two-thirds of the world's gold, comprised one-third of global GDP, and roughly 40 countries had agreed to peg their currency to the value of the dollar, which at the time was pegged to the value of gold. And that put us in a unique position to do a lot of big things and fund a lot of big projects. And uh, over the course of time, that mission really changed, especially when Nixon closed the gold window and let the dollar float. And due to some arrangements he made with uh, OPEC nations, which you can actually learn about in the April 15th, 2021 episode with Jerry Robinson, uh, the U.S. no longer had any restrictions on how much it could borrow. And what you start to see is the U.S. continues to expand the size of government, continues to engage in rampant deficit spending, expands the size of the debt, and you start to see income inequality increase in kind. And I think part of the reason for that is when money's easy for the government, money's easy for everybody else, makes it a lot easier for people to use leverage to purchase assets, which generally favors those who own uh, or who own most of their wealth in stock, which tends to be wealthier people. Um, we're starting to see that really come to a crisis point now. Uh, alongside that is the issue of race. You know, Back in the Depression, FDR made a conscious decision to punt on the issue of civil rights in favor of retaining Southern Democrats and keeping that Democratic coalition. And oddly enough, that's actually what created a lot of stability in the first two decades after World War II, because you had very conservative Democrats 
aligning with more conservative Republicans and liberal Republicans aligning with liberal Democrats. And there was really a lot more of an incentive to work across the aisle. Um, Once the Democratic Party rightfully embraced civil rights in the 60s and Southern Democrats began leaving the party, you know, that all started to change. Nixon especially made a very conscious decision to play on the anxieties of Southern whites over racial unrest via his law and order messaging. And that pulled a lot of Southern Democrats over to the Republican Party. It created the Republican coalition we know today. But it also started to separate the two parties more and more geographically and make both parties more and more ideologically homogenous. This is something we talk a little bit about in the June 24th episode I recorded with Ken Hughes on Nixon. You should also check that out if you're interested. And so now, you know, we have a situation where where income inequality is high. There's definitely political angst and unrest with that. We have a high degree of polarization. Um, and we also have this issue of race coming to a head now. And all of that is really creating an environment ripe for unrest. And it all sits on top of a very fragile, antiquated electoral system we use here, which, again, for those of you who've listened to this podcast for a while, know all about. For those of you who don't, the system we use is one called first past the post. And what it means is to take office, I only need to win one more vote than second place. Now, that could mean I win 51% of the vote. It could mean I win 70. It could also mean I win 11% of the vote in a 20-person race. It doesn't matter. But it doesn't make for candidates who are representative of the majority. It doesn't make for candidates who are representative of the true political diversity of this country. And it creates an environment where candidates are incentivized to further polarize and further divide the electorate in the goal of creating a winnable minority of voters. And a lot of time that's done, a lot of times that's done uh, based on wedge issues. Now, when we look at democracies that don't have this problem, all of them have one thing in common, which is a system of proportional representation. You know, what that means is that if my political party wins 10% of the popular vote, I have 10% of the seats in government. And that's my ideal. However, that's not possible due to some of the federal laws we have here. So the reform I push for the most and one I'd encourage all of you to really get behind is ranked choice voting for federal elections. We can definitely push for proportional representation at the state level. I think there's a strong argument for that. But at the federal level, ranked choice voting is the best possible reform. And that's why I do a lot of work with an organization called Rank the Vote. New Year's resolution for you all, I would say get involved. And if there's an organization you're looking for, Rank the Vote is one that has chapters in just about every state, is making some significant headway. You can learn more about them at rankthevote.us. For my part, I'm going to continue to focus on pushing for electoral reform, and I'm also going to continue to give you a place where you can learn about the historical context behind issues the implications of certain policy decisions, and help you better figure out kind of where you stand in the midst of this partisan storm. Now, getting to 2022, it just so happens that the first episode for 2022 falls on January 6th. It is apt for a podcast that was founded to address the issue of hyperpolarization. And so we're going to be Jumping straight into the issue of political violence in this country, who should be held responsible? 
what should government's response be? And are there historical parallels we can draw from to better understand a path forward? I've already lined up a bunch of interesting guests. I've dug into some of the legal history. And per usual, there are some aspects of it that really fall outside the left-right paradigm that we've been programmed into that I think you're really going to dig. So once again, thank you for listening. And if you do have any suggestions, feel free to pop me an email at heydan, that's H-E-Y-D-A-N, at Y-D-H-T-Y.com. I would love to hear from you. I hope you have a happy 2022 and look forward to continuing our mission in the new year. Ladios.